the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Firing Line with Rick Travis, Legislative Director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, CCW Safe, Vortex Optics, Cutting Edge Bullets, and the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. And now, your host, Rick Travis. Good afternoon, patriots of the Inland Empire and beyond. I'm your host, Rick Travis, the legislative director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association, and we welcome you to CRPA's Firing Line Radio. This is an incredible Saturday as we will be talking about our victory when it comes to you being able to access ammunition without all the hassles that we've all seen over the past few years. We're also going to be talking with a person that used to work for the California Rifle Pistol Association, honed their skills in being able to teach people how to shoot, has done a lot of things both here in the state of California and nationwide, and is the author of a new book. So we'll have Heather Allen, that author, on with us in a few minutes. But first, let's talk about a couple of things. One, to keep your rights here in California, you have to get engaged. You have to get off your couches. You have to go out and engage the political system. And you also need to support the California Rifle Pistol Association, who's there fighting for your rights. And that fight saw a victory this past week. On Thursday, Judge Benitez, who is in the court system, the federal court system here in Southern California, handed down a victory in what is known as Rody v. Bonta. Now, what is Rody v. Bonta, a lot of people say? Well, back in 2016, we had Prop 63 that started an ammunition scheme that required you to have to go get a background check every time you wanted to pick up ammunition. That was followed by a couple of assembly bills that instead of only having to do it once every four years, you had to do it every time, and it continued to crunch, which is what we see the legislature do here in California. Well, we went to court not that long after it was first passed, and Judge Benitez, the original judge, gave us a victory. And we all said yay. And then, at the time, um, Attorney General uh, Becerra, along with the governor, Gavin Newsom, whined, complained, and pushed that through a three-judge panel. And guess what, folks? We won in the three-judge panel two to one. And then they weren't satisfied with that, so they architected an 11-judge on bonk panel in the Ninth Circuit to get their victory, which was 6-3. to three. Huh, funny, they were able to pull that off. Then it went to the Supreme Court. That's right, Rody went all the way to the Supreme Court. But when the Supreme Court handed down the famous Bruin decision, which said history of what has happened, tradition of what has happened, needs to be reviewed, and they said, so now take what we just said and re-review this. So they sent it back down to Judge Benitez. 
Judge Benitez looked at it, and Judge Benitez said, yeah, not only was I right the first time, I'm even more right now, and wrote a beautiful document that you can go to the CRPA website and look at, which highlights all the different ways that the Attorney General and the Governor of California and the Legislature of California has violated the U.S. Constitution when it comes to your Second Amendment rights. Folks, this is a beautiful read for you to understand all the intricacies and all the violations. There is hints of racism by our governor and our attorney general on this that we'll talk about on the show. But what you need to understand is people have been able to go in and purchase, you know, ammunition without having to go through a background check. It's not going to lower the cost of ammunition, unfortunately, but you are able to go and do that. We are probably going to look at a stay that will come from the governor. How is he going to do that? Because there's a lot of judges in the Ninth Circuit, and they will pick and choose until they find one that will favor with them and side with them. That will go to a three-judge panel. We'll win that again. It will go to an en banc. We'll win that again. And then it will go to a very upset Supreme Court. And the repercussions from what they will hand down will be felt nationwide and secure those rights for everybody. So that's what we're fighting for in Rudy v. Bonta. In a nutshell, next week we'll have a couple of the attorneys on the show and we'll really blow it open and talk about it more. So how does that relate to a former staffer who did amazing work here in California, both inside the CRPA on behalf of your Second Amendment rights and a book? And here's the intro. Heather is an incredible author. She's an incredible enthusiast. She's an incredible instructor, an incredible individual and a good friend. And Heather is going to tell you her story, her journey. So, Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Rick. Uh, congratulations. Yesterday, big day. I feel like I play a small role only because people ask me, Heather, what do you want for your birthday? And I said, all I want is for Californians to not have to do a background check for ammunition. And guess what? Yesterday was my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I got my birthday wish. But, uh, well, no, I... I really appreciate you having me on the show, just working for the California Rifle Pistol Association. Uh, it was the most impactful, most important role, uh, career I've ever had. And I appreciate every day I worked there. Um, I learned so much. I tell people not just about the Second Amendment, our Second Amendment rights, but constitutional rights in general. Watching people like you, Rick, and, um, you know, Ms. Rohde, like we're going to talk about, and Virginia Duncan, getting up and speaking in front of hundreds of people at times, in my mind, I would think like, oh, they must be so nervous. But then you come to realize when you truly believe in something like you showed, it makes it a lot easier for you to stand up and say, this is what I believe in. This is what I support. You know, here's why I support this or here's why I vehemently, you know, do not support this bill. So I definitely learned a lot from you. And I just want to say thanks for, for all the advice you've given me throughout the years. My pleasure. You know, one of the things um, when you first wrote me to tell me about the book that we're going to be discussing I thought about it. I'm like, hey, this is a book about what it takes to go shoot your firearm and exercise your Second Amendment right in each of the 50 states and does a comparison analysis. And there was one book that I remember when I went up to Utah to to be able to become an instructor for the Utah CCW. And um, we had an attorney there that had written a book a couple of years previous to the class in that class. And the book was good. 
but it was dry. It was boring, like most legal books are. Um, not always easy to understand because lawyers talk with a different English language set than the, the lay person does. And so I ended up having to do a lot of note-taking to be able to translate some of the stuff for people in California traveling. And then you told me what you had done. Heather, this is a remarkable book in, in a couple ways to me. One, it is very simple and straightforward. It's your journey that I want to uh, unpack. Um, but it's also a guide for anybody that wants to travel of uh, to know kind of just what the the legal issues are in each state, but how the culture differs from each state. And that was one of the fascinating things. I've read through the book twice. The first time I read through it, I was like, you know, you know me. I was like, okay, did she get this? Did she get that? Did she get this? And so I'm going through looking at all those things. And then when I went back through it the second time, I read your story going through it. And I think that's one of the most dynamic things about this book is no other book that I've ever come across in the decades I've worked in this um, arena, in this space, has had the personal story along with the legal issues. What made you come up with this idea? Well, I wish it was a happier story, but I had recently lost both of my parents and I was just feeling really down and just knew I needed something fun to look forward to, something that wasn't just you know, that would take kind of a process and be, you know, just, just bring some joy back into my life. And I was like, well, what do I love? I love America. I love to travel. I love to shoot. And then it just kind of clicked, like, I'm going to shoot a gun in all 50 states. And prior to saying, I'm going to start this journey, I believe I'd shot in four different states. And so it took about three years to finish the journey. And it was so much fun. It was very eye-opening. Like you said, just state to state was so different. You had everything from like the state of Vermont, where they're the only state in all, out of all 50, there's no tangible permit. Um, so it works well for people of Vermont, but at the same time, there's other states that they recognize reciprocate with every state but Vermont because there's no tangible permit for them. So that was interesting. So when you when you took this journey as you went in, what kind of work did you do prior to going out? Because like I said, you know, a lot of times I think that's the frustration for people in our community, you know, oh, I'm going to Montana, there's assumptions about what it will be like in Montana, but I'm going to North Dakota. Well, is North Dakota like Montana? As you know, it's not. And mm -hmm. so you you struggle to find out, like, what do you need to know? And not everything on the Internet is true, and not everything that people put on the blog is true. So how did you negotiate that? Um, well, yeah, I did have to look up, you know, um, do I have to bring my own firearm, my own ammunition even to places like Connecticut, Rhode Island? It was really good that I did that uh, research. Otherwise, I would have shown up to those states and left empty handed and wouldn't have had a story to tell in those states. So it is really important to know, especially just traveling um, through different states, what the laws are. So you're not pulled over for making an unsafe lane change. And the next thing you know, you're serving 42 months of prison, which has actually happened, unfortunately, to a single mom in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, and I want to we're going to come back in the next segment and we're going to talk about that because you brought up Rhode Island and Connecticut. And I think that's a good thing. And it's applicable to us talking about the roadie case today of, of looking at what people go through in different parts of the country and why these fights are so important. So we'll come back here 
on Firing Line Radio with all of you patriots in a few seconds, and we'll discuss what those similarities are. We'll be right back. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. Hi folks, Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM 590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. I'm your host, Rick Travis, the legislative director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. And with me today, we have the author and the wonderful instructor and personality that goes across the country looking at how to make it easier for you to understand what to do in each state when you're shooting. Heather Allen, Heather, welcome back to this segment. You brought up Rhode Island and Connecticut and the need to bring your own ammunition. Unpack that for people because, you know, we're in a state that we're We've had a victory this week. We're continuing to fight to be able to give access to ammunition. What does it look like in those states? In those states, yes, you would have to get the firearms identification card, firearms owner identification card, and um, a separate card in some states to even be able to purchase ammunition. So when I was just coming through on having this goal of shooting in every state, it was really important for me to understand I need to bring my own firearm and my own ammunition to just shoot at any old shooting range in those states. And so what was that like? So like in either Rhode Island or Connecticut, you bring your own firearm and you bring your own ammunition. What were the barriers that you incurred or what were the checkpoints, say, going to a range to shoot? Yeah, well, it was interesting. I thought it would be a lot harder in Illinois because they also have an FOID card, but it w- it only applied to people who lived in Illinois. But that was different in Connecticut and Rhode Island because it was across the board. You know, whatever state you live in, you have to have this FOID card in order to rent firearms at their range. Um, so again, it was good that I had my own. And what's 
I think you hit on it so just right on the head where things start in California. It's so important um to like stop these things in dead in the tracks in California because they do tend to spread to other states. One that really um was eye opening was Hawaii and it was a big wave surfer. He got the biggest wave in all of America in 2018. He ran for city council in Honolulu and he said, I'm running because I see these leaders talking about leading, but all they're doing is following politicians in California. So I thought that was interesting that he even brought that up. And I just knew he was talking about gun laws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's important. I mean, with your book, 50 States in My Sights, one of the things I like is you do break down some of these barriers. And that's what people, you got to realize, in a case like Rody v. Bonta now, um, that is what we're fighting. It's It's really amazing. The you know, Judge Benitez, uh, some of us call him St. Benitez because he's been an absolute saint in fighting for our rights. One of the issues that he brings up in his opinion is the Attorney General of California. I mean, let's be honest. California um, prides itself of being inclusive, of, of making sure we're diverse, making sure we don't leave anybody out, making sure we make reparations, making sure that we, you know, take care of everybody. Yet, when I say on this show, like, they're coming for you, they hate you, they don't like you. One of the things that Judge Benitez pointed out in the government's case to be able to maintain this ammunition restriction scheme of theirs was not once, but multiple times, the attorney general, the governor, and those behind him all sat there and said, hey, well, you know what? We didn't allow slaves to have firearms and ammunition, so we shouldn't allow Americans to have them. Okay, that is one of the grossest parts of American history. But they didn't stop there. They said, oh, and there's times we didn't let Catholics have guns. And there's times that in places in the United States we didn't let Native Americans have guns. And there's times in places we didn't let the Irish. And the, and, and the list went on. Every single one of those was correctly pointed out by Judge Benitez to be, uh, number one, you should never be citing acts of racism, acts of atrocities against people as <laughs> a justification to do something. But that shows the level of hate. And I'm going to say it again, the level of hate of the attorney general and of the the man he works for, Gavin Newsom, towards firearms owners in this state, that they would go that deep and cross lines that they say they'll never cross because their hate for you is greater than the values that they assert. And one of the things that I know, Heather, you worked hard on um, a lot was like, you know, you tried to open up things with uh, Maj Ture. I always say this last time wrong, but, mm-hmm. you know, with Maj to try to help people. And I remember you coming back to the office and being blown away about the number of women of color that showed up at that event. And so as you were writing your book, Traveling, did you see similarities of that, of how many women are in the sport? Yes, I think a statistic you taught me was uh since 2007, women obtaining their concealed carry permits have skyrocketed over 500%. Uh-huh. And I talk about that when I teach concealed carry now. And then I go on to say, it's funny living in North Carolina, I do bring up California pretty often because I say, honestly, I think that number could be even larger. However, there are counties like Los Angeles 
where the approval rate at one point was like 0.002% success rate. Not only that, but you're going to, um, you know, it's going to be so expensive and it's going to take how many years to get, even if you are approved. And then in Delaware, they go beyond that. My head almost exploded when I found out um, in order to get a concealed carry permit in Delaware, you have to pay for an advertisement in your local newspaper and state, I, Heather Allen, live at 123 Sesame Street and requesting a concealed carry permit. So think of how many people don't want all that information um, or people who like can't afford a huge uh, price to pay for a concealed carry permit. Like if they made it, you know, so much easier, how many more women would be getting their concealed carry permits? Yeah, and I, th- I think it, it says a lot about the bravery of people in this state and nationwide to fight for their right to be able to exercise the Second Amendment and protect themselves because, you know, you look at what we had happen here a year ago, and that was, oops, did we just dox every CCW holder in the state by putting their information out there? And, you know, they say they do this, Heather, all the time. Oh, this is for public safety because it saves one life. Well, how about the fact that you just told Every criminal that was able to access that data, where firearms are being kept, obviously yeah. no one lives at home 24-7. You put them in harm's way. You mm-hmm. also outed every woman who had left a bad relationship where there had been violence, where their children had been threatened. They had moved. They got to a place where nobody knew they lived, were protecting themselves and their kids. And now you just told their their enemy, the person that wants to do damage to them, where they live. You, you put a target mm-hmm. on their back. There were law enforcement officers that were undercover that were outed. And, you know, not once did the state here in California say, oh, we're sorry. All they said was, well, if you're worried about your credit, you can go to freecreditreport.com and, and make sure you're not, you know, being <laughs> jammed that way. Yeah. Rick, I personally know a beautiful, gorgeous newscaster, female, and it shook her so much. She's single. She ended up moving out of her apartment because she was she couldn't believe that all of her information was out there. Yeah. And so, again, folks, when I tell you this is a, a government ahead of you that is trying to unseat you, trying to, to hurt you, trying to go after you, and they are your public servants. This is like mm-hmm. you have to get this through your heads, folks. They are your employee. They are not your king or queen. And as that is the case, you are their boss, which means if you like this, then, yeah, keep voting them in, you know, or don't vote at all so they get voted in. Mm-hmm. But if you don't like this, then you've got to get out there. You've got to get your friends out there, and you have to vote them out of office. Voting starts this week here in California. That vote will go all the way till Tuesday, March 5th. You have to get out there and vote, folks. You've got to make sure those votes get across the line because there's going to be shenanigans. It's California. But you've got to make sure that you do everything you can to prevent the shenanigans. Don't throw the talent. That's what they're hoping for. You've got to fight. Heather, on that note, you ran for office in North Carolina. Yeah. I have to say that there's one thing you told me that has resonated with me since you've said it, and that is you have to research who is running for your local dog catcher position because there's a really good chance that person is not going to want to stay in that 
position. And since you've said that, I've noticed, oh, this person's running for school board. Wait, now they're running for city council. Now they're running for county commissioner. So it's so important to research everyone that's running and make sure they hold your same values. Like you said, make sure they don't hate you because next thing you know, people have that name recognition and now they're getting appointed or now they're getting voted into higher offices. Yeah, and one of the ways you can do that, folks, people ask all the time, how do you do that? Well, you go to your local water board. You go to whatever it is. But like a school board, for example, I've done this. The school boards are notorious in California for saying they don't have a political affiliation. Yeah, they do. Here's what you do. You go to the school board meeting. During public comments, you simply say, hey, as a member of the community, I want our kids as our most precious resource protected. What do you all think about us allowing, um, you know, teachers, administrators, whoever on campus carry a firearm so they can protect our kids. If the person gets epileptic and starts throwing things at you, you know they're not on your side. It's an easy way to flush them out, folks. So we'll be back here on Finding Line Leo to continue to talk to the author of 50 States in My Sights in just a moment. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info, to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe and the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! Welcome back to Fine Line Radio. I'm your host, Rick Travis, the Legislative Director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Remember, folks, if you haven't joined the CRPA, go to crpa.org and join now as we're celebrating our victory in Rodi v. Bonta. And when you do that, there'll be a place. Where did you hear about the CRPA? Please hit Fine Line Radio, and that will make sure that this show and you get credit. Folks, we with me today is my good friend, former uh, work buddy, uh, Heather Allen, the author of 50 States in My Sights. Follow her as she shoots a gun across America. An excellent book. And we're talking about how this relates to our victory this week in Rodi v. Bonta. And one of the questions I had for you, Heather, is you obviously lived here in Southern California, fought for your rights. Now you're back in North Carolina where you live, ironically. You chose to make sure that you stayed in a surf city in both cases. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, you know, my question for you is, given that fact, I think this is a unique position for you to be able to talk to. There is a culture to the Huntington Beach area and us being the surf city on the West Coast. You're at, literally in surf city, North Carolina, um, where people surf. So there's similarities in the cultures, even though it's East versus West Coast. What is the differences and similarities in being a two-way advocate and a gun owner it's been interesting living in a shall i say a little bit more free state i'll never forget the first week i lived here i put 24 dollars in cash down and skipped out of a gun shop with a 34 round magazine and just <laughs> as i left the shop i kind of looked around i was like 
is someone from the Department of Justice going to tackle me for daring to own a standard <laughs> capacity magazine? But And I did save up some money and I bought two firearms at the same time and just walked out. So it's very different. The sheriff's department out here, they were pushing for concealed carry permits to be a lifetime permit. And there's some things that I just, it stops me in my tracks. Like, cause I remember thinking the LA County sheriff who you guys are suing and I applaud you so much for that. Um, and then also we had a, city council person in Wilmington, North Carolina, just nonchalantly take a picture outside of a gun show and, and with his son on his shoulder said, two tickets to the gun show. Again, I stop in my tracks because I think back to people like Ashley Aiken, who are elected officials trying to remove gun shows um, from being held. And I'm so glad, again, that you guys fought and won. And we were all able to see each other at the Costa Mesa gun show. It felt so good being there. Yeah, I think I think this is important for people to understand that, you know, it's not the people. And I think that's the thing that you just brought to people. Catch it. You have surfers. You have people that believe in freedom. You have people that are are good, are are very casual want to do the right thing, but yet in California, you have a group that is out there to destroy one segment of the population and to do what Governor Newsom's called for, which is to eradicate gun ownership in this state. And you have another state that is basically made up of the same types of people, but their attitude is like, hey, let's not do that. And for fun, I went and checked. Guess what? Where Heather lives, lower crime rates. They don't have all the shenanigans we have going on here. They don't have people busting and saying, I can steal $900 worth of stuff and nothing's going to happen because stuff happens to you if you try that in North Carolina. So That's right. I the phrase, um, an armed society is a polite society is so true. And I think that's important for you guys to realize we have lost because at one time we had the exact same feel as like a North Carolina did, and we've lost that. And folks, this this malarkey that people put out there, well, if we, we became more like that again, we would lose our food. No, you wouldn't. Restaurants will stay. They'll continue the food. Well, we'll lose our No, you won't lose your culture. None of these bad things happen. Just the same as if you took all the gun laws passed in the last three years, just the last three years, which let me tell you, that's a lot. Do you realize not one of those laws would have stopped any of the mass shootings? Not one of them. Mm-hmm. So this is not about public safety. It's about eroding the U.S. Constitution. And so when we go back to the Rody case, um, Heather, one of the things I want to break out is, you know, there's people that listen to the show who, um, you know, it's just something to do because it's 1 o'clock, it's Saturday, and I'm driving mm-hmm. and doing whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's people that come and listen to it because they don't necessarily agree with the content of the show, and they're curious. One of the things that I think you have a good side on because you're an instructor, um, you know, this concept of, well, Rick, you only need 25 rounds to to load up a a magazine or two, especially if you're using the limited capacity magazines of 10 rounds. Um, You know, why would you you need more than that? And I think a lot of people understand. So if you're teaching a group of women how to shoot or for their CCW qualifications, things like that, how much ammunition do they go through? They go through quite a few. I'd say at least at least fifty rounds of ammunition. I'm having a ladies' night tonight, and I I'm sure we'll go through more than fifty rounds tonight. 
So if you're, you know, helping them get that and you got 10 women, you're literally talking about 500 to 1,000 rounds in one evening. Yep. And then you do this not once a year, but multiple times a month, mm -hmm. things like this. And you're one instructor. And I assume you're not the only instructor in North Carolina. Right. <laughs> this is why I want to get through to people out there. It's like, folks, you know, I used to sit there and I used to joke with you, Heather. I would go pick up um, 22 ammunition from uh, Bass Pro out in uh, San Bernardino for one of the, the councils for a week at camp. And I remember going to pick up, and it was 40,000 rounds. Ooh. And this lady just went <laughs> up on me. And she's like, what are you doing? Are you, are you buying for some militia? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? And I'm like, no, this is going to last about three days at summer camp with 800 young men and about 100 young ladies going out to shoot their first time. And they're all going to shoot between 102 rounds during the week. This doesn't last. Right. And, well, you and know what's like, interesting? Yeah. It's pretty funny how I specifically in my classes say what the word semi-automatic means because of all the people who called uh, the California Rifle Pistol Association. It was a lot of young women, maybe like late high school, early college girls. They call and they say, how can you support semi-automatic weapons? And I'd be so nice to them. Oh, I'd be happy to tell you, but can you tell me what the word semi-automatic means? And none of them could. So I think it is important to like tell people like you want to ban something and you don't even know what the word means or like you want to tap ammunition, but you don't even understand how many rounds you go through just in training people. So I think you make a, a good point. And, and, you know, you brought it up. I, I love and I, I just heard a congressman out of Florida bring this up quite eloquently uh, a couple of days ago. One of the things that I think about as a veteran all the time is people say, Oh, we need to ban AR-15s. We need to ban civilian M4s because they're, they're weapons of war. Okay, folks, stop. When I joined the military and I was issued my first weapon for the battlefield, it was an M4. There's a big difference. The one I have at home has an on-off switch. The off is it's safe. It does nothing. The on switch means every time I pull the trigger, it goes bang and around goes down range. That's a semi-automatic, as Heather's explained. The one I was issued in the military had a switch that when I switched it all the way, it was full auto. I pulled the trigger once, and everything in the magazine was going to come out. There was a second switch that when I pulled it, three rounds every time I pulled the trigger. And then a third switch that when I had it set on it, it was semi-automatic one at a time. And finally, the safety. Folks, what you have to realize, not the same firearm. No one has ever been able to have a military firearm here in their state of California. It's never been allowed. So when people are like, oh, we are banning – no, they're not. What they're trying to take is a modern sporting rifle, which, by the way, is a legacy of being American. There are two facts about being American. Number one, fighting for your constitutional right to have a firearm, have ammunition, start on April 19th. Back in 1775, that was the day that they went to Lexington Concord to confiscate our firearms. Our government at the time, Great Britain, had done many things to punish colonists, and none of those equated going to war. When it came for our firearms, that's what started the war. On that day, we went from being British citizens to being known as Americans. The second thing is 
at the end of every American conflict, firearms have been given to the American people to be able to use to hunt, for competitive shooting, to protect. That is a 250-year tradition. So for people to act like this is some new thing and firearms manufacturers and total to a organization like the CRPA and instructors like Heather Allen that writes a beautiful book are all out there to turn over the culture and take us down a road. That is the road. That is the status quo. That's not new. What they're trying to do in government is what's new. They're trying to come for your firearms. We're going to get in this last segment and we're going to talk about what it's like to promote a common sense book like this book. And we're going to break it down so that you understand why you should go to Heather and buy this book because it's invaluable to your traveling with your firearm nationwide. We'll be back on Firing Lion Radio. Hi folks, Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info, to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. I'm your host, Rick Travis, Legislative Director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. And today with me is the author of the book, 50 States in My Sights, Heather Allen, former uh, staffer with us here at the CRPA. We're talking about the Rodi v. Bonta victory we had this week. And we're also talking about, um, well, Heather's book. So, Heather, um, I'm going to peel out two chapters. So you talk about California um, in the book, and and I was laughing because you're very um, wonderful to give a shout-out to what we do here at the CRPA. But, you know, I noticed that your California gun laws was darn near two pages, which is much abbreviated from our President Chuck (laughs) Michelle's book, which is literally like a thick 400-page volume. Um, so you distilled it down pretty good, but then you were sharing with me during the break that like a state that was challenging for you was the state of New Jersey. So given that you grew up in California, you know, all the draconian stuff we go through here, tell us why maybe we can go, well, thank God we're not New Jersey. (laughs) 
<laughs> First of all, I just want to say thank you, Rick, so much for writing the best foreword to my book. And I think it's so cool when you go on Amazon, it says author Heather Allen, and then it says Rick Travis that for writing the foreword. I really, really appreciate that. But oh. yes, New Jersey was pretty bad. You also had to have the FOID card. Um, I had to make friends really fast at the range and two people just said, Oh, hop in our lane. So that was really nice. Um, also that being said, I went with my two girlfriends and their military wives and they were telling me how there's this kind of like unspoken rule that if you are in the military, they understand that you're traveling all the time and, um, you don't always have time to get a brand new identification card. And they were really upset that New Jersey didn't acknowledge that they were military wives and um the fact that they had that on their identification still weren't allowed to shoot at their range. <laughs> One of my friends was really upset about that. She still talks about it to this day. So this book that you have um would love for you to be able to tell us how much is it and how do sure. people get a hold of it? Yeah. So I did something really fun. First of all, I put colorful pictures Publisher tried to make me do black and white. I said, absolutely not. We're doing color pictures. And for $19.99, I'm also doing a gun raffle. And I've raffled off two guns now. My information's at the back of the book. So if you buy the book, you could take a picture and send it to me, and I'll put you in the gun raffle. And I've had two manufacturers now that said, if it's a California winner, they will make the firearm California compliant, which I think is great. But you can find that on Amazon. and. And I did put it on my website, which is highcaliberoc.com. So I'm sticking with my OC roots with that website. <laughs> Great. And um, Heather, let's let's talk about because you know you got to meet Kim Rohde, so you know her as the Olympian, but you also know her as the two A advocate. You have been very good to go to Shot Show and meet with some different celebrities who I was very happy to see helping to promote your book, including. Um, I would say the person you have the biggest girl crush I've ever seen on, <laughs> which is Dana Lash, who's a very the queen. good friend. Yes. Um, what has been reception of the book? Well, Dana was definitely number one who I wanted to give the book to because in the Nevada chapter, I talk about being so excited to meet her because she's just been my idol, the way she handled herself on the whole CNN town hall after the Parkland shooting. Um, I did also really want to meet Coleon Noir for the first time, which I was able to meet him at SHOT Show. He just came out with a really great um podcast with Joe Rogan and he talks about California gun laws. Um and he he was pretty excited about the book. He said, No way, she shot you did you really shoot a gun in all fifty states? And he talked about having me on his podcast. So I was just completely elated. And um yeah, a lot of people have some good questions. What was your favorite state? What was the hardest state? And um people say it's a pretty easy read because it's just going state by state and I've had some some uh, some good reviews, some positive reviews on Amazon, so I've been very happy. Well, I've added it to because um, I instruct people, so I've added it to the things I carry in the classroom because it's a good book and it's not that thick that you can put it in your travel stuff, have it with you so you can answer questions for everybody else. And that's what I want to talk to you about as we close out today's show: community. Um, a lot of people don't realize what a big community 
Second Amendment advocacy and firearms is. What would you say was like getting away from the laws in the different states? What were some of the moments that you were like, it is so cool being a part of this community as you were traveling? As a, well, even just in California, I, I talked recently how, um, my daughter, uh, her classmate lost his mom and the husband let me know that like for the first time in a long time, um, a spark went off in his eye when he asked his son, do you want to go to the shooting range for the first time? And rifle supply, when they found that out, they put together, you know, a shirt, sweatshirt, a hat, all these things put in our rifle supply bag and they say, give this to your daughter's friend. And I was like, man, the second amendment community, we're just so nice. And, um, I think when people, especially in other States like New York, New Jersey, Hawaii, when they find out what you do, it's like, they really understand the fight and just the hard work that goes into not only keeping your second amendment rights, but once you lose them, the fight to get them back. And also sometimes traveling around places like maybe Idaho, Wyoming, I'll tell them stories about California and they're just like, no, no, that can't be right. No, that's not true. I'm like, no, it really is. <laughs> People can't even believe it. But I think just the, the camaraderie and the, in the fight to preserve the second amendment, it's, um, kind of ingrained in all of us in the two eight community. I think it's interesting because, uh, we both have a shared friend in Virginia Duncan, who's part of the, uh, standard capacity magazine case known as Duncan Nibanta. And I was just speaking with her earlier this week because we've maintained that friendship. And, you know, she has talked to me about how when they moved, they thought, Oh, yay, land of freedom. And now how many people from California have moved to Idaho and are trying to make it like California by bringing these bad gun laws and things there. And that like, people are like, well, that won't pass. And she's there to tell them, uh, I said that once when I lived in California mm -hmm. and look what happened. So I think it's important that, um, those of you that are listening to the podcast across the country realize that you may be like, well, that's never going to happen here. Um, growing up in Orange County, which Heather and I did, we both thought for sure a lot of things in Orange County would never happen because this at one point was known as the bastion of like, no, the Dems are never going to have a stranglehold on it. Um, same thing, the Inland Empire, you just felt really comfortable and you can't have that anymore. You have to be stand vigilant and stand up for your rights. Heather, what are you going to do now that you've written this book? I mean, like, you've, you've done this. Are you going to write another right. book? I don't know about another book, but something you told a group of us at the CRPA, it really also resonated with me. There's so many things you've taught me, Rick, but you said, um, no matter how long you worked here, the fact that you worked for CRPA, you can lay your head at night and, and know that you were part of this fight. And so I feel like I did take that to North Carolina and, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that certain things from California didn't follow me to North Carolina. So I did run for city council at, he, out here and it was a really good experience and I just, I was honest with people. I said, I don't want to see failed policies of California follow my family and I here. And that's this is why I'm running. And um, I learned a lot. Unfortunately, I didn't win that one. But you know what? Maybe a couple of years from now, I'll throw my hat in the race again. Okay. And I think um, I also want to just tell you, one, very proud of you, very proud of what you do with people across the country. And, you know, you have a wonderful family. One of the things I want to close this show off with to everybody is 
when I first met Heather, there was nothing that said, oh, she's going to be an instructor. There was nothing that said, oh, she's going to write a book. Oh, she's going to meet all these people. Heather took what we gave her to be able to do the job. She made it her own, and she went out there. This is why I say this every week. Heather is an example of somebody who got off the couch, made it her own, and went to fight. Folks, all of you can do this. You all have that capability. This is not something special. Is Heather a wonderful friend? Yes, she is. But this is attainable for anybody that wants to go do it. Heather is the example that you, too, can make a difference. You can set the course for your kids, your grandkids, and the generations that follow. That is all up to you. And your next way to do that is the vote that is coming up and starts this week. If you're not registered, register. Because remember, when you don't vote, you did vote. You voted for the very things that you don't want. The only way you stop the things you don't want to happen is by voting. And so we need you to get out there, vote, take friends. I do it every year. You're going to hear me talk about it all the way through the elections into November. I have already gotten 10 people to register to vote personally, sat down with them, helped them fill out the forms. You need to do the same thing. And remember, as we say every week here on Fine Line Radio, and thank you for being on the show, Heather, be safe, shoot straight, and fight back for your rights. We'll see you next week. When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Hi folks, Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM590, the answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. 
Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.